You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is for all women, that is all women, to be the best versions of themselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. So ladies, today, this is going to be a very interesting episode because you have met Nurse Q before. Um, she came in and she did a lovely episode uh, on us. Uh, for us, excuse me, on her business. And what she does is she kind of helps women through that fourth trimester right after you have a baby, which is so important for, for women who've just had a baby, but for those around who, you know, may not know what to do or how to help. But I wanted to talk to Nurse Q on something different today. As you guys know, you know, right now during the coronavirus, you know, COVID-19, this whole pandemic, it has put a ton of stress and a ton of pressure on nurses. So there's that piece of it. And then just nurses in general, like nurses do a lot, guys. And I have always been a person that felt like nurses really don't get the credits and sometimes even the pay. I feel like they they should be making just as much, you know, as doctor. Like it's, it's a big deal and everything. So anyway, thank you so much for being in today, Nurse Q. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy our talks and connections. So I'm excited. Yeah, thank you so much. So I just wanted to kind of ask you and I know you share with me that you've been a nurse for quite some time now. But what have been some of the nicest things that you've experienced over your career? Because I, I believe you said you started out in labor and delivery and you went to some other things. But yeah, so I've been a nurse for uh, I think about 11 years now. Okay. So some of the nicest things that have you are you asking me what are some of the nicest things that like patients or kind of people have done, I, I guess? Yeah, just like your personal things that stick out to you that was like, Oh, that was a nice thing. Um, I think I remember um, one, I have a couple of stories, but one in particular, I remember this gentleman after he was, um, I was at a family practice office at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually an LPN still. And I remember I just like took the extra time with him and for him, he was like going through a lot of, um, just a lot of things in his life. He had lost a family member and he was coming mm -hmm. to talk to his provider who was his provider for a very long time. And I remember like just you know, giving him that extra time, offering him like tissues and being like, you know, do you want to drink of water? Like, how else can I help you? And when he was leaving, he like stopped me and said, hey, like, I just want to say thank you. Like, that was very kind of you to like take the extra time. Um, you know, so that's, it just makes me personally, and I think all nurses and all people in healthcare field, when something just extra sweet and someone recognizes that, it just makes you be like, oh, like this is why I do what I do. Like, mm -hmm. is it just reminds you from all the hard moments and hard days of when someone's like says something like that, you're like, oh, I know I made a difference today. Wow. Yeah. That's so, and I mean, you see nurses see people when they are kind of at their worst you know when you're sick you're not feeling good you know and, and, and all these things are happening 
you know, they're giving us care, but they're also giving us that that ear, you know, somebody to just hear you out for a couple of seconds and, you know, just that tender love and care, you know, that we need. I, I which I think I shared with you, I have a couple of friends that are nurses too, um, a couple work in labor and delivery, a couple um, work in some different, like one is like an OR nurse. Um, so she's like, I don't actually get to talk to my <laughs> patient all the time. I'm assisting just like, you know, handing things and they're like knocked out when I see him. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a cool perspective too. But, um, you know, but for me, I really didn't realize, you know, the full extent of what nurses do until I had my children and those labor and delivery nurses. I mean, they are like cleaning you up. They are reassuring you because you're just like, Oh God, like what is going on? And that's like the most satisfying and rewarding too, is like when I was on labor delivery and even Mm -hmm. like what I do now with my work at the hospital as a community nurse educator. But yeah, I mean, people will be like, thank you so much. Or they'll just want to like ask you more questions or, and you always will remember your nurse when you have your baby. Yeah. Like I remember this one specific nurse at the hospital that I work at, like I had never met her, but she was a night nurse and she was amazing I remember her name I remember just how incredible she was so even though I'm a nurse like I was still on the other end of the stethoscope and I had a baby and that was and will always be with me of how powerful that nurse was to me in that time that I needed that and I am so grateful that I've been able to give women that as well Mm -hmm. and um and then I just really appreciated that level even more when I was in those shoes Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like labor and delivery, you know, the the patients are in a lot of pain and discomfort, but there is, you know, like 90% of the time, something great that's going to happen at the end. So, you know, it's a fun thing. But then I think about like, I had one friend, she worked in the ER for a while in triage and she saw people die, you know, and that is not easy. And you know, I don't know if you worked in triage or the ER ever. Um, well, um, I was when I actually, so <laughs> when I first, first started nursing, I was with the uh, patient who was on dialysis mm. and I was um, on my rotation with him, like for quite a while. And I would just like, I had the opportunity to be able to like sit with him and sit with different patients. And especially when they're in dialysis, they're there for hours and hours. Mm. And, um, I had such a connection with some of those patients. That's very hard. Um, that kind of work too, because you see those people all the time. And when they pass away, it's really, um, it's very, you know, it's very hard and emotional, Mm. right. When anyone does, because you, grow these relationships with these people and you're trying to help them. And so that was a really cool rotation, but I was there long enough that I was able to like really bond and, and um, you know, so that was like one of my very first experiences of of losing like a patient um, early in my career, but it was still such a, it was just so amazing still because, you know, I still knew that I was giving back and, that gentleman gave me pieces of advice too. And, and some of these other patients too, that I saw, they were just so incredible and their stories and some people were great and they didn't need it as much. Like it's their, all their stories were different. Right. So, mm-hmm. but it was a really good experience and it's very hard. Like it depends on the field you go in 
with nursing, there's so many different things you can choose. And I think that's sometimes why nurses like will get burnt out if they don't have Mm -hmm. like that um, support at their place of work and, you know, a good team and also taking care of their own self. Like they have to have good self-care. Mm, that's so huge too because yeah um one of my um nurse I, I'm not like close friends with this this is kind of one outside of my friend circle but she has actually been working on one of the COVID floors and um you know she was just saying you know just socially on her social media posts how she has uh PTSD you know from everything that she dealt with and all that and it sounds like at that particular place because you know the need was so urgent for people she was kind of pulled from one place into another one where she didn't normally work so she just kind of felt you know this is like a totally different situation for her, for everybody you know really de- dealing with this whole covid thing so um girl yes <laughs> I have like friends too that are nurses who have been I've been keeping in really close contact with I have a couple that are out of state that mm. have really had are, are on COVID units I have one friend who is in the ICU with COVID patients this whole time oh. and just like been giving her lots of um encouragement and support because she was very it was very hard and she was getting burnt out and then I had another I have another friend out of state too and she was in a nursing home uh, works at a nursing home and that <clears throat> for her was very it was very challenging too you know wow. with being right there on the front lines with COVID um, at a high level so I definitely you know as a nurse I have other nursing friends that work on all different units and have um, at a high level like I give them you know a round of applause even more I've been very fortunate of the position that I have mm-hmm. um, especially with having my daughter right um mm-hmm and being home with her a lot more, but yeah, it's been very challenging in different ways for everyone. I think everyone with COVID, whether you're a nurse or not a nurse, it's impacted everyone, our communities and everyone as a whole in different ways. And yeah, so I give a round of applause for all the nurses who have been like really, really on the front lines. It's been very challenging, but we're getting through it, right? We're We're getting through it. So that's the positive of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, shout out to every nurse everywhere. And I just think about, you know, my mind is just kind of all over the place sometimes, but this is just a random side note, guys, with the one nurse um, that I was just kind of following socially. One thing that I found so interesting was when she was working in the COVID floor, she was really good about her PPE and she was always wearing her things. And she even working in the COVID floor, through all of that she never caught COVID from work although you know there have been some nurses who have but I mean that to me that just goes to show the power of wearing the mask and and following the guidelines of what everyone is saying you know the CDC and everything and then ironically um she ended up moving out of state and doing some other things and was hanging out with some friends and then she caught COVID. So it's like she was submersed in an environment full of COVID where she very well could have got it. But just that one outside, you know, social, you know, interaction where she wasn't wearing a mask and not so, you know, doing all those things, then she ended up getting it. So it 
to me that just shows, you know, and a lot of my friends who they're they're working in the hospitals now with the PPE and they've been good, you know, um, they haven't ca caught it thus far, but um, everything is so different for everybody everywhere. And I think about the nurses here in our country that are working so hard. And then there's the, the nurses abroad in other countries, you know, who maybe they don't even have PPE. And they're still working, you know, and, and still serving their community, serving people, true humanitarians. There's one nurse that always sticks out in my mind. I, I cannot remember her name, but I saved actually the one article right up on her. She was a nurse. She hadn't even officially graduated her nursing school yet. And it was in um, the Democratic Republic of Congo where they had that huge Ebola outbreak. And she ended up saving her entire family. They all got Ebola. And she was so meticulous about everything she did from the way she put on her equipment to where she kept them. And mind you, you know, we're talking Democratic Republic of Congo. This is like a third, you know, fourth world country where, you know, like nothing is available, you know, like as far as a lot of the supplies and things. And she saved all of them. And I mean, the story just like gave me chills. You know, I was just like, wow, that just goes to show like, you know, what what you can do, like what is possible, you know, what women can do and what we can do when we when we try our hardest to do good things. But yeah, so shout out to all you nurses. I just love you guys so much. Like, I mean that. <laughs> So sweet. Yeah, it's been a very, a very strange time, right? But I'm very, yeah, I'm just so thankful for, like I said, the, the vaccine and different things going on to, to help us kind of get on the up and up because girl, we're <laughs> all over it. I know it. I know everyone's over it, but we just have to keep yeah. doing the right things so that we can all be safe and continue be able to continue like back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so happy to, you know, we're hopefully, you know, this summer will be great and we got some some light on the end of the tunnel. But um so I wanted to ask you too, um, I know you mentioned that in addition to, you know, your other nurse responsibilities, you are a community instructor nurse. Is that am I saying the term right? A community just a community educate educator. So that really okay. just involves everything I do with um childbirth education classes, baby basics, right? Breastfeeding basics, um, you know, just that education in the community. I've done trainings for facilities for their um, staff to teach them baby basics, proper hand washing techniques. So I, I try to get on the community too for, so parents feel confident of like, you know, the daycares and other places that, you know, um, are watching their babies, right? So nanny mm. services. And mm. so I do like a different outreaches as much as possible to collaborate with different facilities to help them with uh, just that education for their staff as well. So I kind of mm. have like different, <laughs> I have like the parent portion where I'm empowering, you know, parents and, and moms for, you know, when they're pregnant and then after they're pregnant, because really I feel like I, this is my mindset behind everything that I do mm -hmm. is that we have, you know, personal development, work development, and then we need parent development. And I like mm -hmm. have really this passion inside of me to have this parent development. It's not just during pregnancy. It's not right after birth. Yes. I 
really focus on the fourth trimester, especially because that's my passion. I think that's a huge transition for baby and mom and family dynamic. Like we need that. But then also I offer these extra services after because it's a continuous growth. It's a Mm -hmm. continuous learning about you yourself as a mom, as a parent and learning about your beautiful growing child. They change once you kind of like get in the rhythm of things like, all right, (laughs) We're sleeping. We feel good. Then you're like, oh my gosh. Yep. Now let's potty train. You know, yeah. Like what do I do for potty training? Like when do I switch from their crib to like a big kid bed? Like all of these things. How do I handle tantrums? What does this mean? Mm -hmm. Like, okay. What are tips for positive parenting? Like how can we go around that? So like all of these things are Oh, I think of it as this like wholeness to parenting, yes. this wholeness to education, this wholeness to empowerment of women, this empowerment of parenting. I agree with you 100%. And it's good for us as parents to know this, but it's also good for the non-parents and the, you know, women who are listening, you might be single, you know, you might even just be a teenager. It's like, this is stuff you need to know if you're ever in this situation in the future, or if someone around you is, you know what I mean? Because I think in society, sometimes we're just very, you know, with everything like, oh, I had, you know, this experience, and I don't like, you know, being around kids, or, you know, this mom doesn't know what she's doing, or even like with nurses, oh, I just, uh, oh, I got this nerve, Uh, you just don't, people have to just stop and say, you know, what, what is this person actually doing? What are they actually going through? And what are they actually doing for me? You know, which is usually a whole lot. So yeah, but um, I had another just a kind of random one for you. So um, basically, you know, with with the whole nursing thing, and I know you have the, the fourth trimester and everything like that. And I feel like during that time, you probably have gotten to know some people pretty well too, like some of your patients and things like that. What is like the funniest, if you can share, you know, whatever you feel (laughs) comfortable, what is like the funniest thing that has happened, you know, as a nurse, you know, in the hospital or with your business? Oh, the funniest thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. So I think it's really funny when, okay, so all parents do this. So I have a couple funny things. So <laughs> parents will think that like, okay, so when the baby's in the room with them, mm-hmm. every parent, every single parent, the mom or dad are always doing this and like <laughs> looking and listening to their baby, like breathe to make sure they're good. Yes. They're like, girl they're good i still do it sometimes i sneak in the room i'm like putting my finger under i know yes and they think that they're they're like oh my god am i crazy am i the only one i'm like no every every single parent does that so that's funny um i think it's funny when um when you're trying to like a parent will like figure out how to um use the bulb sucker they're like they just mm -hmm. like what do i do one parent was like okay do i like how do I, how do I do this? Like, do I hold one note, one nostril, the other one? Do I hold both? Like they didn't, know. it's just so cute. Um, oh, and then I think a funny story too, is, uh, when people like leave their bags, like at the hospital oh. on accident, because they're so like, you know, they have, they're just so focused on the baby that like mm-hmm. people will just leave things 
like their whole luggage. Oh my word! Wow. <laughs> as long as they didn't leave the baby, you know. That's what we say. They call and we're like, "As you didn't leave the baby, so you're good. It's in security. It's fine. Red bag, yeah, that's for you. Come back if you want it." I was so freaked out about that because that was like something that was on the forefront of mine. I'm like, you know, like this kid is like, you know, new to me. What if I forget it somewhere? You know, like what if I literally are just like, oh, yeah. So I became like just locked on to my baby, like, you know, not letting them out of my sight because I was so like, oh, I don't want to forget my baby. And, and most, you know, moms don't like you. You're pretty good about that. But yeah, it is a doozy, man. It's a doozy. Um, I will share like one thing from the amazing nurses that I had on my um my team um so i had the anesthesiologist you know that's the one who does the epidural right and um i had her for my first and my second (laughs) so the first time i went in i had to have an inducement you know the baby just wasn't coming and whatever girl i was up in there huffing and puffing for days and it it was like a running joke she'd come in and be like oh still no baby yet for crying out loud like what are you doing you know like it was like this is like funny joke (laughs) and so finally and uh, you know she had to get it in because i was i started rapidly having contractions from pitocin and all that and then you know so she did it but it was while I was like vomiting you know so I was moving so I and I afterwards I think I said you are so skilled you were able to get that in even though I was moving and vomiting and all of this stuff and and so and then you know I said okay you know and every mom says is I'm never coming back here I actually thought I meant that I was like that's the last time I'm having a baby this was a horrible experience and so then the other this other nurse she was so cute she had this like beautiful west african accent she was like i'll see you in two years no i'll see you in two years and i go no you won't no you won't so fast forward yeah two years bam there i am back in there again right and so but this time i i knew that i wasn't close and so i stayed home I, I stayed home and I waited and waited until, you know, she really kind of got right to the door. Like she went to sleep. Like I could feel her coming, but I timed the contractions. I'm like, we're not there yet. I'm not going to be up in there all day. Like I was last time I was in there over a week, you know? So I was like, no, but I waited too long. Like, I mean, I really waited too long. Like by the time I got there, like the baby came an hour and a half later. And so I will, so, I will say mm-hmm, <laughs> a lot of parents do that. You tell me, tell me, <laughs> see the nurses know. And so then when I came in, I'm in full blown labor almost at that point, you know, I'm a, uh, like just in, in complete agony. And I see the anesthesiologist. She goes, let me get this straight. First time you take all day. The second time you come in here, like rapid fire. What is this? <laughs> And so I'm like, I'm sorry, please help. Can I get an girl? Can you help me now? Cause I'm yes. ready to do this. Yeah. I, and that's so common. I cannot even tell you that <laughs> women the first time they're like, Oh my God. Okay. It, okay. It's Braxton Hicks. I can go home. I'm good. And right. then I've had, I mean, it's, it's, it's so crazy. Cause like women feel embarrassed because of like, I think I just peed myself. Like I've had women like in there. That's they're like, like I just peed myself. It's oh not, it's, it's not my, my water didn't break. Okay. Okay. But then it's crazy because they come in for their second, third, fourth baby. And they're like, I, <laughs> they'll be like almost having the baby in the elevator. Like yeah. they, one woman, we could barely like, 
my God. It was just action time. Like there was no, it was, she waited so long. She was like, it's good. It's fine. And then she's like, okay, okay. I got to push. And like, she had just got there, but it was her second baby. And yep. a lot of women do that because they feel one, they don't want to be there forever or two, they feel like, oh no, I should know better. Or they feel, I got this. I got this. That's what I was thinking to say. I'm like, oh, I got this. I know, girl, that was a bet. So if you're, you know, have had one or haven't had one, remember, don't wait too long the second time because then you, they're running around, you know? And, oh yeah, I I mean, even the first time, like I have one friend who was like, no, I already went in a couple times for Braxton Hicks. (laughs) It's fine. It was her first baby. She had the baby in the car. Oh, oh yeah. Girl, I was. Cl- I really thought I was gonna have it in the car because I. I remember being in the car. I couldn't sit down on the seat. I had to to lay back. That's the baby's head was already there, and so of course my husband is super nervous. And then I get out of the car and I'm trying to walk. And as I'm walking, I'm screaming, and the sea of people just like part. They're like <laughs> out of the. <laughs> <laughs> they took like one look they're like get her up the baby's gonna be here within an hour and sure enough it it was just and that's what the the anesthesiologist said she was like I'm putting this in your back but she's like it's not gonna do you any good because it's not gonna be in your system in time so I ended up having both my babies natural anyway because <laughs> it just didn't I was like, can can we just try anyway, please? Like, I'm here and I waited. Please just give it. Yeah, but she was so funny. So then, you know, once the baby came and everything, she's like, am I going to see you a third time? I was like, no, this time you're not going to see me again. Wherever that nurse is who, like, jinxed me last time, like, no. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, oh, gosh. But I hope women just that that's the it's it's funny parts, but it's also like I just want women not women not to have to feel that way because they do. They feel like they're inconveniencing like the providers and the nurses and they're not like we much rather have you come before you're trying to have the baby in the elevator or like in the car. (laughs) But it's definitely, you know, women feel like this sense of either they got it, which is great, right. or they think, oh no, like we were just there. Like I'm not going back until right. like, it's really time. But- and this second one can kind of trick you too. Cause like, I remember mm-hmm. that night before I was having all, all the things that, you know, had the mucus plug, like all those things happened. I'm like, okay, you know, we're getting close, but you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden she just went to bed. I mean, the baby just fell asleep. She didn't move the entire night. I slept wonderfully. And so I'm thinking, well, we might have another day or two. And then I woke up the next morning. I remember going to the bathroom and she must have just woke up and all the hormones woke up and everything woke up. And I was like, oh, God, this is bad. Like, this is really, really bad. Yeah. And they I mean, they say, too, I mean, often that your body already if you've had a second or third baby on your second pregnancy, like your body knows what it's doing. Like Girl. it already did before, but like it really knows what it's doing. It's like, oh, we've done this before. We got this. That's what I'm saying. My labor progressed so quickly the second time. It was easy. My second pregnancy was so much easier than my first. If that had been my first experience, I probably would have had even more babies because the first one was just horrendous. And then the second, I mean, I, she just slipped. I didn't even hardly have to push. She just came right on out your first baby you had to be induced though right yes yeah and that and being induced is is really hard on women's bodies like it's Mm -hmm. you know that's like that's a forced way it's it's much much more challenging overall of experience 
I felt that that pitocin is no joke. That's the one of the main ingredients, right? The pitocin, girl. That's the is, is like yeah, it's so hard strong. on your body. And the contractions were were way harder with the first one with the inducement, you know, with the the contractions. With they were bad, but nothing like with my first. I was like, oh, this is manageable, you know. So yeah, and I uh, think, and that's why, like, I love teaching too, is like because in our country we have such a fear based on like so many things, mm-hmm. like, especially, you know, birthing and other countries, like they're like, they they'll have it a little bit, but they'll like, no, culturally they breathe through it. They have different techniques. Like one of mm-hmm. my really good friends, she actually took a birthing class in England when we lived in, I lived in England for three years and oh, nice. um, on a near, um, on the military base. And she took a childbirth class off base when she was pregnant with her first. And she was able to use like these different techniques and breathing techniques at a much higher level. Her mom's a nurse. Her mom's like, what are you doing? She's like, I learned this in my class. Like I'm stopping and like in breathing. And she's done that for her other two. And they were just, they were really they were less stressful because when you're stressed mm-hmm. out, your body tightens and you can't yep. really your fight or flight and your body thinks you're in danger when you're stressed out like that. And it doesn't want to um, mm-hmm. let your baby come down. Right. It thinks oh, we're in danger. There's something wrong. We cannot uh-huh. push. We're not okay. But when we say, okay, like you breathe through it, which people are like laugh about breathing through stuff. But if you really do and like allow your body to know it's safe Mm -hmm. and to be like, breathe through those contractions, which don't last a very, very long. Right. 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 Then you're able to at least have an experience where it's not this like frightened. Okay. If you get an epidural, Mm -hmm. okay. If you get other pain meds, but at least, at least try to make it for yourself. Not this, um, only fear-based you know it's just so sad when women are just so scared when our bodies really are okay and that we can really learn these different tools to bring into um, labor and delivery I agree with you 100% and you make an excellent point. And I think the reason why women, especially in our country, are so fearful is because there is more negative stories out there on social media, on all this stuff, than there is positive experiences. And that was kind of some tidbits that I shared in the um episode that I had a couple, um, not even a week, maybe two weeks ago back on how uh, postpartum, how our bodies are postpartum. You know, yes, sometimes you have, you know, the stretch marks, you have all these things, you know, sex is, uh, can be challenging at first. But once all that goes away, you know, going through that whole birthing process is so helpful to women's bodies, you know, and no one talks about the the positives that come out of when you have a baby, you know, the positive changes in your hormones and, you know, your sexuality and all this. It's just like, oh, Oh, you you just you know you're gonna be messed up for life once you have a baby and you'll never be the same and that's not always true you know so I think by hearing great stories you know like yeah. by nurses like you who are telling us the real deal thank you for always being so chill and so open and honest we get this more positivity out there around birth that it doesn't have to be something scary and challenging you know and and we could get through it Yeah, definitely. And I really, really, I mean, we can talk about this now or another time. I love the fact that you also mentioned that 
all these positive things that come from like having children. I mm-hmm. feel like as a woman, one, this like extra something inside of me unlocked of like this love, right? Cause it's unconditional love for your child. But right. two, as a woman, I feel more like, I think I just felt more confident extra yes. in myself and what I want and what I don't want. And all of these high level things that aren't really mm-hmm. talked about like you said, at this high level that are positives. And yes, that stage of having that postpartum and that really that first year of having Mm -hmm. a baby Mm -hmm. is really about mom and baby. And there's a lot of transition and growth, but then you start to really like become your own. Like you, there's another layer of unlockedness of inside of you as a woman. Yep. Yep. You get that. Like, you're like, Hey, I got this. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm confident. And you just got like this purpose and this mission and all that, all that. I love it. I love it. Well, yes, we will have to talk some more on that next time for sure. Um, and guys, just real quick, want to um, shout out Nurse Q, all her things. Um, you can visit her website, which is nurseq.com, right? That's it. Just nurseq. Right. www.nurseq.com. <laughs> And oh, go ahead. No, Tom, it's good. Uh, and on her website, she does all kinds of things. She has her postpartum classes. She focuses focuses on that fourth trimester, which is when you bring home the baby. You know how to care for the baby, how to care for yourself, how to build your support team, all those things. And then she also offers herself as a resource to you as well. So you know, definitely check her out um, for yourself, or if you know someone who is having a baby or just had a baby, just definitely go ahead. And then of course, follow her on Instagram as well. She posts the cutest real videos and has a lot of fun on Instagram and share some real good um, encouraging tips too, which I really appreciate. All right, ladies. <laughs> oh, thank you. You are too. Uh, all right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.